welcome, 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 welcome back to the podcast. It hey is me. Everybody. It is me. He is he, and we are we. Uh, it's been a while. We're a little behind, but that's because you went through a hurricane and I went through some computer problems. So we had to put a little pause on the uh, episode. Yeah. So, but we do have some things to talk about and there's going to be some things that are slightly outdated. There's one thing I wanted to discuss regarding the um, Maui fires. Um, and then I've got a couple of things I want to talk about regarding Twitter and my computer, what happened to my computer, because it may be beneficial to hear for those who also have computer issues. And then you've got a couple things to talk about. Yeah, you know, it's funny. You're talking about the Maui fires. I called my friend who lives in Honolulu, mm-hmm. and he said it didn't affect him. And then uh, he texts me, and he says he's going to the mainland because they may be hit by the hurricane. Interesting. Yeah. I haven't gotten back to him yet. I guess I will have to. I've been so busy here. We're in between hurricanes. Yeah. Yeah. You in between. You've got the hurricane and you got the aftershock. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I want to talk about, the hurricane. Yeah, well we we can get into that in a little bit. The thing I wanted yeah. to discuss about um specifically the Maui fires is I believe it's specific parts of um I believe it's specific, like the state or or some particular government uh, figure within Hawaii is suing and having, I believe, the FBI investigate the Maui Electric Company because they are the reason for the fire. Not the hurricane, obviously, but the fire. Normally, to my knowledge, I didn't know about this till I read an article about it. Whenever there's a hurricane that's going to come at places like Florida or Hawaii or or some island or or some place where it's going to be damaging, the electric companies will preemptively shut off electricity a day or so before. Some companies do it two days, three days before, but most of the time it's like a day before. And it's to prevent when the storm hits having electrical fires because those are dangerous. Maui Electrical Company didn't turn off the electricity and it started multiple fires and it is direct, directly caused, directly a a cause to the fires. Not like, oh, mm, there were fires over here and it just so happened to add, it is directly caused. You can follow the source back. So the FBI, excuse me, the FBI and some form of state uh, government head is looking into it and suing the company because that company, for whatever reason, decided not to turn the electric off and caused hundreds, if not thousands of lives uh, uh, to be upended and ruined over this. Um, so yeah, that's that's the little tidbit I've got about the Maui fires specifically. The thing I wanted to tell to get into real quick 
about why I was having computer issues. So my computer's relatively new, probably within the past three years. It runs Windows 11. Windows 11 is... Oh, go ahead. You need more light. No, I'm okay. It, it's the camera. It auto-adjusts. No. And because I'm wearing a white shirt, it okay. it's going to bounce sometimes and make it look a little lighter. There's not a ton I can do about it. Okay. But um, Windows 11 is an operating software or operating system. Every computer has an operating system. Macs have their... Mac computers have their special ones. They used to call them like Snow Leopard and Apple or, or Snow Leopard and, and Jaguar and all these different cool names. Microsoft just has Windows 11, 10, Vista, 7, whatever. And what an operating system is, software is, is it is what allows you to use your computer the way it is without having to like code like people who use Linux. So being able to have the little windows button at the bottom corner of your, your laptops, you can click it and go through your settings and your menus. That's your operating system that takes up certain memory and storage. And so that you can navigate your computer in a way that is user friendly and not requiring a, a, a coding degree to use the computer. Microsoft is notorious for releasing their operating softwares or operating systems too early. And they do that because one, major greedy corporations will continue to be majorly greedy. And two, they are using people's problems to further help their software. Rather than have people test it and pay, they'd rather make money and then have people complain so that they can fix it for free. Rather than having to pay people to figure out all the problems and kinks of, of it over a year or two, they just release it two years early, three years early. And when all the complaints come flooding in and people are paying Geek Squad and Best Buy and, and Genius Bars to fix their computers, all of those complaints finally reach up top and then they, they come out with updates. So similarly, you happen, something similar happened to my computer. Uh, and let me preface, if you are ever buying a, a laptop, realistically, if, if there's an operating software that's new within the first three years, um, you should probably try not to get it. It should be at least four years old or so, uh, maybe do some research on it because of what I had just said. There's a lot of bugs and a lot of problems and it can incapacitate your computer over basic things. So recently I have started streaming and I'm playing games and making content online. I started doing this probably beginning of the summer. And since then, my computer has become harder and harder to manage. And I'm not, I'm a very, I consider myself uh on the mid tier of people when it comes to tech savviness. I'm nowhere near like real tech security people or tech engineers or anything like that. But I, I do consider myself above more than what a lot of people do. And, and the awareness that a lot of people may have in terms of cybersecurity or how to manage your files and, and keep your, your laptop clean and up to date. Um, I'm very much a stickler for the, the cleanliness and keeping it up to date. 
So I update my computer as often as it needs. Problem is, uh, it was getting slower and slower and slower and slower. And a game that I would play on my computer three, four months ago, all of a sudden stopped working. Recently, as of last Thursday, I was I wanted to do things. I was trying to I was trying to I was gonna stream on Friday. I was having some problems and I was like, uh, oh, whatever. Maybe my computer just needs to update. Saw an update. Updated it, went to bed. Friday, I go to stream. There's a special event going on. A, a game is having an event and there's some people that I wanted to stream their gameplay of and talk about. My computer froze when I tried to open the camera app. The the camera, the thing that your laptop comes pre-built with and the software that is pre-loaded onto the computer that's supposed to do, like cost nothing in terms of computing power. I tried it four times and four times it would freeze to the point where I had to turn my computer all the way off. Take it to Best Buy. They do a diagnostic. They call me and they say, hey, yeah, um, it looks like it's your operating software. And we are going to have to revert it back to Windows 10. I said, yes, please do that. The reason why they have to revert it back to Windows 10 is because of bugs like I explained prior. And what happens is, is your computer, no matter how new or how old, um, can sometimes just not be compatible with the software that's in hand. And what ends up happening is the software is trying to be as efficient as possible using the least amount of, of GPU, CPU, and all the, all the compartments in your computer. But if it's not compatible, your computer is actually working twice as hard to follow the commands of this software. So you end up with what's called leakage. And so um, in a computer, you have a processor or a CPU and a GPU. That's for graphics and so forth. Uh, and there's other things as well, but I'm going to use these as specific things. Your CPU is, and your RAM, right? You have, or your GPU and your RAM, okay but you have RAM as well, which is memory, short-term memory. And your RAM is used for when you have multiple tabs open and your computer's trying to remember that you have this tab open, this tab open, this tab open, and you have a, a Windows bar open at the bottom for your files. To have all of that open and your computer remember it for the short time that it's open until you close it, you need RAM. Simple things like that should should take up half a percent to 1% of your total RAM on your computer. With these, in, these inconsistencies and these incompatibility issues with the system and computers like mine, softwares and systems that would normally take up 1%, 2 even 10% of my RAM or my CPU were taking 60, 70, and 80%. So... At one point, I opened a Chrome, Google Chrome, to Google one thing. 50% of my CPU was being used to open Chrome. You should not be having to use 50 to 60% of your CPU for Chrome. It should be maximum like 5%. Uh, 
But then, so what did you do? You you rebooted your computer? I had to go to Best Buy and have the tech guy revert my operating system to Windows 10 because no. he had said Windows 10 is guaranteed to work. Yes. And okay. um, so that's a reboot. It's a reboot in the sense of he's turning, he's sort of turning the dial back because this compute, most computers, not most, but a lot of computers get when you buy them, like today, if you were going to Best Buy and buy a computer, probably comes preloaded with Windows 11 and it may not be beneficial to you. Um, but I like, I, I took a lot of other precautions and I knew I did all these other steps to figure out and come to the solution that it was my operating system. Like there's so many other things that you you need to check first that a lot of people don't check. Um, softwares that are running in the background and uh, is your computer up to date and and five and six other things. But there are rare cases like mine where this happens. And it was infuriating because you why why is this why is this product out? Why is this product out if it is so damaging? to softwares and computers. Um, but Peter, so what were you at? Windows what when you did that? I was at the newest form, Windows 11. And right now I'm now at Windows 10. Windows 10 is currently the most reliable and arguably the better operating system right now because it has the least amount of flaws and is the most compatible with every game, software, website, and everything out in the world right now. Windows so 11 happened? Windows 11 is only about 2 to 3 years old. So it's still pretty new and still has a lot of kinks and grooves that need to be smoothed out. What happened to all the material that you stored while using Windows 11 and if you reverted back to Windows 10? So that's the fun thing and that's what I mean by I'm very much a stickler. I keep most of my stuff on a hard drive. This right here, okay. if you're not watching, okay. I'm holding up an external hard drive. You have okay. these in your computer, but I keep one separately because I am media boy and I went to college for media. So we were told we need an external hard drive and I'm forever grateful that I have. one. Now, if this hard drive ever blows, I lose everything. That's just the nature of the beast, right? I can always get another one, but if that one goes, I'm screwed. So nonetheless, I was very much a stickler for having little to nothing on my computer. The only things that I kept on my computer were absolutely necessary. So um, softwares and games that physically need to be on my computer, like Blender or Steam or DaVinci Resolve, which are editing softwares and 3D modeling softwares, those go on my computer. Um, occasional pictures that I want to change my laptop background to or um, small files like a resume or a portfolio uh link to my portfolio or a cover letter most of that is on google docs but occasionally it might be on my my downloads file so 99 percent of my computer is just programs my files are either digital through cloud service like google drive or or google docs or physical in a hard drive so when it was time for them to be like, hey, do you have anything you want us to back up or, or save? I was like, no, you're good. You can you can wipe the whole computer. If you if 
if you can please re-download some of these softwares like Blender and DaVinci and so forth, which was very kind of them because they did. Um, because they don't, sometimes they can't always get to it because they're very busy, but they did. They got a lot of my softwares down, which was really good. Uh, so yeah, I would say going forward, highly, highly recommend uh, if you are having problems with your computer on basic, basic things, that is a possibility that can be occurring. Now, if your computer is five years old and you're having these issues, there may be some other stuff going on. I had this issue because my computer is relatively new and I know that I keep it very clean and up to date and so forth. So nonetheless, it was a very, very aggravating time this weekend because, but they were all, Best Buy was also very, very fast. Uh, gave it to them on Friday. They ran a diagnostic and called me Saturday. I came in on Saturday and was like, yeah, okay, run, run it back. Let's fix it. By Sunday, it was good, and I picked it up. So good. It, they did a really, really good job, uh, and it's it's doing so much better. Everything about it is doing so much better. It's so nice. Um, so we'll. So so if, so if anybody's having a problem, they can contact you via this podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're having a problem, you can. Uh, Contact me via this podcast or some other form of uh, social media, and I can help you run through, excuse me, I can help run through all the steps of, oh, did you check this? Did you check this? Did you check this? Did you check this? And how old is your computer? Because if your computer is okay. five to seven years old, it's probably the age. Okay. So that's that's the story and the plight of that computer uh, and why that sucks. Oh, and also... Sidebar, super quick, partially related. There's a game called Fortnite. A lot of people know it. You probably know it, but in case you haven't heard of it, it's what's called a MOBA, a multiplayer online battle arena. And it's a very, very popular game. It's been very popular for many years. Uh, I started playing it on my computer and realized I couldn't play it any longer for whatever reason. And it had to have been one of the updates thought it was my computer having its shitting fit, uh, having a shit fit and, and crap in the bed and not being able to work. And that was part of the reason tried to play it on Sunday, realized that the software is also leaking. The game itself is leaking for um, PC players and it eats up your RAM because there's something going on with their game, some file that's causing to consume your computer's RAM. And it's a it's a similar situation to what I explained, but it's on the company's side. Uh, and so, yeah, really, really interesting because it shows even with major companies like Fortnite, who makes billions of dollars, they're still making very small and easy mistakes I say easy because this is something that should, whether they can find it or not, making it hard, finding it may be difficult, but this is an easy mistake that feels like it should be resolved quickly that hasn't been. It's been a, apparently a year where this has been going on. So there's that. Uh, last thing I wanted to talk about was Twitter and how I continue to hate Twitter. 
Uh, the recently past couple of weeks, I think it was like a week and a half, two weeks ago, Elon enacted the ability to make money on Twitter based off of views the same way that YouTubers can. Right. So if you on YouTube, if you meet a certain criteria, you have a certain amount of subscribers and you get a certain amount of views, you can get a partnership program and they will pay you and you can put advertisements and so forth. Twitter just tried to do the same thing. They tried to do like a trickle down economics bullshit thing that's going on where they pay you for your views. Money's not good at all. Uh Street YouTuber, content creator, KSI talks about how he makes like 15 million views a day or something uh, or or a week, something like that. 15 million views at a certain period. I think it's a week, 15 million views a week. And he gets paid a thousand bucks, thousand bucks. Now, thousand bucks a week for just posting your opinions online for 15 million views is fucking nice. That's real nice. But I think there was a lot of people who were hoping to be able to make a career and a living off of it, the same way that people make a career and living off of YouTube or streaming or, or other platforms. Um, the reason why I don't like it, one, don't not a huge fan of Elon Musk. I think, um, yeah, my my views on Elon Musk are are quite stiff uh, in terms of in this current time, because I believe early on in this podcast, like in the first couple of episodes, we might have talked about him and I had fun because I liked his idea of a flamethrower. But now that I know more about him, I don't like him at all. Um, yeah, I remember. But basically, but you don't like it. You don't like anybody that makes a lot of money. is super rich. Well, that's because they're inherently bad. So <laughs> you can't okay. you can't have a billion dollars and and be the only person knowledge me right i'm not going to say every single person because i don't know and i haven't researched every single person the only billionaire that i can actually actually and actively say seems like seems like a good person is the uh owner of patagonia because he made like a billion or i think he hit his billion dollar mark and he went great i'm done his entire salary hundreds of millions of dollars goes directly back into the company to its workers and to saving the environment. He made his billion and said, great, I'm done. I've made more money than God. My salary, because I still own Patagonia and it is still a very successful company, all that money will, will 100%, 100, be reinvested into the company and the environment. So you that's, attribute to that's a money... Great person. That's a great so, person. So you attribute big money to evil, right? I contribute. I, I contribute the idea of a billionaire being the fact that no, he, people who make a billion dollars did not work hard enough to make a billion dollars. Someone got shafted in that line of work. There's some retail worker. There's some manager. There's some other person who's getting paid eight bucks, ten bucks, twelve bucks an hour while that CEO is making $500 million a year when they don't need to be. Truly, don't need to be. I don't but care again, if you own the company. The, I promise you, the guy who's who's making $50,000, $60,000 a year for your company is working harder for you than some of these chair members who sit and make a couple of decisions. I don't care yeah, how crucial the decisions are. Yeah, the way I agree with you, I agree that 
there should be more intense profit sharing. Uh, because down. I'm not, I'm not uh, with the incentive of everyone should be making the same price. Absolutely not. Yeah. I there's a different standards for different people. No reason a McDonald's worker should be making the same money as a doctor. Absolutely not. There are prices for things, but when you have CEOs and you have owners and you have these major, major top guys like Bob Iger, hundreds of millions of dollars a year. But then somehow they're cutting, they're cutting costs by taking money away from the local and the very bottom of the barrel workers. How is so, how, are, how are you making record profits? And the the main top ten guys in the company are, are making hundreds of millions a year, but you're going to cut the the yeah. wages of the bottom people, the ones who are quote unquote the the pillars of this company, the ones who uphold the company. Okay. It doesn't, I agree doesn't, on that aspect. That's don't what I'm sh getting. Don't shaft Mickey, right? <laughs> no, me <laughs> don't shaft <laughs> don't shaft Mickey's uh the Mickey Mouse Club. That's what it is. Mickey yeah, is the right. one shaft in the mouse club, Mouseketeers. Yeah. Uh, okay. God, that's so you... that's the core and crux of it, and why I okay. I'm not a fan of of billionaires as a whole because the idea of billion dollars is not possible by one person it has to be done by a group of people and if they're not sharing in that into some degree then they're getting shafted and saying oh well they're making sixty thousand dollars a year they're sharing in it no 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 that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about the billion that he currently has okay. why why is that there why you're telling me that he can't get he can't make like 10 mil a year, 100 mil a year and the other 900 million or the other 500 billion that Amazon makes I can't get into this with you because we're going to have a 3 hour podcast. I know. Enough. I know. So anyways, let's we'll revert back to the point I was getting at, which is Elon Musk continuing to fuck over Twitter. Uh Paying people. Great. Yay. Money, money, 15 million views, thousand bucks a week for 15 million views. That's absolute garbage numbers. The money that, that he's making off of that is probably five times, 10 times that. Um, but the thing that I, I really don't like about it is the incentive to do this is purely profit and has demolished what ecosystem was left on Twitter, right? Twitter in itself is just a wasteland for people to bitch and moan and get angry at each other and start fights. It's not a it's not a positive place. Anyone who actively uses Twitter knows it's not a positive place. This new uh, trickle down economics that he has inspired in the soft in the system, and I'm going to explain why it's trickle down. Uh, is garbage because it has like I said, destroy the ecosystem on the, on the platform uh, in, in this sense, right? First, because there is no, because he has no actual um, safeguards to stop people from posting false information or lies or just inappropriate things that are, that shouldn't be on the platform. People are now posting anything and everything to get views. So it can be the most outrageous lie and it's called bait. Right. Oh, you got baited. And oh, it's a video of uh, 
Kim Kardashian's new sex tape with Ryan Reynolds. And it's not. It's a video of someone of of a, an egg doing a dance, right? Like something stupid. But it's it's bait. And if it gets a million views, that person just made a couple hundred bucks. And so now Twitter is just flooded with people looking for gotcha gotcha gags, things to just grab your attention. Yeah, and I'm then not familiar with Twitter. And then what happens is so that that post, Kim K sex tape gets five million views. Everyone in the comments now, I would say, because I don't spend a lot of time on Twitter. I like to go on there once once in a while just to look at what's fucking there. Um but whenever I see a big a big video that has like 10, 15 million views, I like to look at the comments to see if it's still the way I'm about to explain it, which is 15 million view video. 50 to 60% of the comments is people posting other gotcha, other gotcha gags and articles and images and things to get you to view and like that post. And so it's trickle down economics because what happens is that 15 million view post, if you're the first five people to post some stupid meme or some lie or something outrageous, like an outrageous take where someone says, oh, I, I support Kim K on this. And then everyone gets mad in the responding to you, but it gets a million views. You've siphoned from that 15 million. You've siphoned your million. And then again, when you look at the replies from that guy, Someone else is siphoning and gets 20,000 and 30,000 views. And and it creates this cycle of just looking for the profit. No one's actively participating anymore. No one's actively conversing. They're not having conversations. They're just trying to get people to like, so they're just trying to receive the view, right? It's just blatant lying or they're um, posting garbage. So if someone's posting an opinion on something and it's political, rather than responding and, and arguing or disagreeing or debating or whatever, it's just filled with stupid pictures and people lying and saying things purely for the sake of getting views so that they can make like 200 bucks. So it, it's a, it is a continuation of Elon's journey to demolish twitter and i really hope he does because i don't i'm not a fan of twitter i don't like twitter i I haven't been a fan of its ecosystem and the people that thrive on that platform for a long time uh so it's a good thing that he's killing it but i'm gonna be very surprised if if it ever turns around to something positive or like a net positive for elon in terms of profit or anything of that nature because he's doing everything he can to make money like he's doing everything he can to suck dollars out of that app after he was oh, he, need, he, he, he needs the money yeah he needs the money you know after well, he has a lot a lot of girlfriends you gotta spend money yeah that's it that's that's it after you know being forced to buy Twitter for forty-four billion dollars, he's got to find a way to make money back, and now and it loses whatever, like a million dollars a day or something. Um, hey, look! Everybody does something. I went for a haircut today. My barber raised his price from fourteen to eighteen dollars for a haircut. That's okay because I thought he was undercharging, but 
Everybody, you go into Publix, they're raising their prices. You got to give him a break. No, that's a complete no. You know, you, I know you're pushing it. You're pushing it. You, you really, you, you're being, you're, you're pushing it. No, hell no. And we're not. Don't even get me started. The idea of food places raising prices is an absolute fucking sham because they have the means to lower these prices. They're throwing food out regularly, regularly. Most of these companies, most of these food companies, public Shoprite Kings, uh, any place that sells food regularly has food left over and they don't they don't sell it for the price that it should be sold at because they want profits somehow people can't afford things people are stealing food because they can't afford living and food and expenses for life somehow these pro these these food bills are still going up and somehow these companies are claiming that they need to take money away from their shopping, from the, the workers at these food places because they need the money. Go but yet somehow Peter. every single day, every single year, they make record profits. You're every single year. They're record You're on a tangent. Keep going, Woo. baby. Pissing me off. Pissing yeah. me off. Yeah. Record, record breaking profits. Absolutely. I hate those words. By all yeah. means, make a profit. I'm not against profits. No one has to break even every year. But record-breaking profits every single year uh, actively fisting your workers? No. 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 Okay. No. I'll let you rant. I don't care. Not a fan of it. Not a Make fan sure. at all. I'll let you if, keep if everyone in the company is happy and you're making record profits, fucking amazing. Amazing. Go for it. Okay. Great. But it, it uh, uh, uh. Give me another uh. Uh. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Oh boy. Amazing. I love, Absolutely. I, I love it. You're a good rant today. Yeah, I'm not feeling it. PC got all fucked up over the weekend. Not in the mood. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's take a short break. We'll come back and we'll start your topic. Because uh, we got to swap. We got to change film because Zoom only allows okay. 40 fucking minutes. Fuck Zoom. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be short. Well, you are short. I am short. That's right. And don't you forget it. I'm short. All right, we'll be right back. Hold on. Hey, we're back. Hello. Hi. Welcome. Now, Hello. I have had some water. I'm going to have a little more. My fire has dimmed. You sure about it? Yes. Should I get you started on something again? <laughs> no. Uh, okay. So what were you... What I forget what you wanted to bring up. Yeah, I... This has been a very exciting... Uh, couple of months for me. In July, I turned 79. And uh, that's a good thing and a bad thing. Um, One more year on this but, godforsaken earth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, last week, it was an amazing and a scaring week, scary week for me. I heard there was going to be a hurricane coming, a dahlia. And normally when I hear a hurricane is coming, uh, 
although my house is covered with Kevlar covers and I'm 10 and a half feet off the ground, I usually uh, will hop a plane and go to your house in New Jersey or my son's house in New Jersey. However, they kept talking about the hurricane, but they wouldn't say where it was going. And they said it would possibly hit Florida, maybe not. Well, anyway, I had a, a very scary and adventurous moment. moment. Let me tell you what happened. First of all, the hurricane came at 11 o'clock in the evening. Prior to that, during the morning and early afternoon, I saw whatever friends were still around that weren't out of town, hop in their cars, Bob and Paul and Peter and Yoli, they hopped in their cars and they said, Al, come with us. This is going to be a big surge of water coming in. It's very too dangerous. Don't stay in the house. Uh, stupid is as stupid does. I took a look. I said, look, I got this house pretty well covered. It's still covered now because there's an impending hurricane coming and they're not telling us if it's coming to me or going into the Atlantic. I said, oh, thanks. Thank you. So I found out my neighbors were really friends and that was so nice to feel. And then another friend, another couple who I only met a couple of times at uh, gatherings, Debbie and Roger, they live a block away from me in a, in a uh, brick house that's two stories. And they kept texting me, Al, are you okay? Come stay with us. So it was nice. It was nice. This hurricane made me feel like I had some definite friends, not acquaintances, some friends. And then later in the day, I take a look and the water is like a river going down my street. Like a river. And it's penetrating all my, all my friends' houses are low, ground level. I'm 10 and a half feet above ground level. As long as it doesn't penetrate your friends. That's right. And it, I thought maybe it was going into their house where their sandbags were. Unfortunately, I couldn't get to where their houses were to see. I took a video. I sent it to you because, you know, the water, I would say, was up to my knees already. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I usually uh, don't sleep very well. I'm just trying to relate experience of staying around for a hurricane. And like I said, stupid is as stupid does. It was 11 o'clock, and I didn't lose power. I said, hey, how bad can this be? So this is the surge they're talking about. To the right of me is the intercoastal, which is a body of water. To the left of me is the Gulf of Mexico. 
They closed the bridges down. I can't get out anyway. It's too late anymore. The airport's closed down. Did I make a good decision? I think not. And I go outside on my driveway. The water is, oh, maybe 10, 15 feet up my driveway. My driveway is about 30 feet. And I don't figure it's coming up my driveway at all into my garage and definitely not into my house. And I didn't lose power and I have food and I have water to drink and I'm watching TV and I'm reading. And I was saying, eh, how bad could this be? But I am stressed. And like I said, I don't normally sleep, but I went into the bed at eight o'clock and I could hear the wind blowing 50 miles an hour, 60 miles an hour against my Kevlar covering. I opened the garage door again and I'm afraid because I suppose I can't close it. And the water is getting higher and higher. And I'm one hour away from the high tide. So this can be a problem. I open up the, do the door again when the high tide comes and the water is higher. I could have taken my rubber raft out and paddled down the block. I closed the garage door and I looked up in the sky and I said to my departed wife, and I'm not religious, I says, be my guardian angel, please. And at eight o'clock, I got out of the shower, went into bed, turned on the TV, and I was so stressed out, I fell asleep till three o'clock in the morning. And I get up at three o'clock in the morning, still have power. And you know, the old thing, put a penny on top of your, uh, you know, your cup that is uh, frozen. And if it doesn't go down into the middle, it means you've refrigerated and defrost and you didn't lose power. It's a trick. Take a look, Penny's still on the top of the frozen uh, uh, cup. So I didn't lose power. And now the wind is still 70 miles an hour. I go outside, there's no water. The water disappeared. And that was four o'clock, I'm sorry. The water disappeared, it was four o'clock. At four o'clock, where did it go? And I don't know what happened. Did they open up the sewers, the drains? But it was gone. Like, there was no water surge. I got uh, put on my older sneakers. I walked half a block to the beach. Half the sand is gone. No sand. And this is a private beach that we use. And they did not want beach re, uh, reformation where the government provides sand because you have to give up certain uh, liberties, certain and rights. rights. Yeah, certain rights. And I'm taking a look. The beach is, most of it is gone. Okay. So I walk around, I walk down the street. And I can see that the sandbags were wet 
of my neighbor's houses and they're calling me and I'm calling them, telling them uh, they could probably come home. They opened the bridges at a quarter after five. My friends came home and it was great because there's nothing like watching every car prior to the hurricane leaving within an hour and I'm staying like a, a real fool. So again, like I said, I made some new friends or became friendlier. I experienced a hurricane that wasn't damaging, thank heaven. And then I turned on the news and I saw what it did to other parts of Florida and it broke my heart. And FEMA right now is gonna come in and FEMA sucks. They're gonna come in and it'll take a year and a day for them to help the people with their housing. And the destruction is terrible. And as I'm still watching it now, because these people don't have homes and they're sending food and such to them. Matter of fact, I think I have to do that when they come around for the food collection. Um, now I hear we got another hurricane, Hurricane Lee. And Hurricane Lee, they don't know if it's going to come to Florida or curve away and go into the Atlantic. Beautiful. So, yeah. And last time, I didn't know where to go because I never stayed around. I thought I'd go to the Hard Rock, but I know in the past, the Hard Rock only accepted people who were, who were guests there already prior to the hurricane. I was going to go like 20 miles away to another section called Palm Harbor. It's higher. But I think Palm Harbor got hit. Uh, so, you know, you go from the frying pan into the fire. I stayed in the house. I got lucky. And uh, did I get wiser? I hope so. So anyway, I just want to say, Paul, Bob, Yoli, Peter, Debbie, Roger, thank you for your concern for me. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, I know other people are concerned. Yesterday, I was at the beach with those people uh, in the spot where there was beach and uh, we were watching the water come in calmly and we had about uh, eight umbrellas. It was like a tent. And my next door neighbor, uh, Darlene, her husband, uh, Barry said to me, look, if you have no place to go if a hurricane comes, you hop in my car, we're going to our other home in Georgia and you'll be safe. So I just wanna say it's great to have friends and hopefully in the future, I will make good decisions because I am 79 years of age and I should be making good decisions at my age. And I wish all the people who uh, weren't in A zones and who were in A zones, A zones are flood zones like me, I wish them a speedy recovery uh, I hope FEMA provides them money for their homes. All the businesses that were destroyed, who just recovered from COVID, you know, from COVID. Again, what was our last video about uh, 
along the lines is, is there panic? And then this happened. Remember, Peter, our last vi video was on panic. Yeah, don't we panic. The world is ending. Yeah, that we really jumped the gun. We did. Yeah. We so did. Any, yeah. So anyway, one last thought. I, we, I always hop on this. Uh, uh, one of our original podcasts was uh, that uh, our um, criminals are uh, uh, the people in office, Democratic and Republican offices, our uh, politicians are nothing more than legalized criminals. And it looks like this is coming to fruition. So we have a lot of things happening in the world today. Peter's, Peter's computer breaking down, which was a big tragedy. Such a tragedy among the, it's, it's so much more important than the, uh, the hurricanes yeah. that are coming. Yeah. So uh, I hope uh, that we gave you a, a little bit of information today. Just uh, know that your neighbors are important because your neighbors can be friends. I'm finished. That's that's a good one. I like that. Yeah, they, they seem like really wonderful people. I've only yeah, said are. hi to a couple of them in passing, so it'd be nice to see them. Yeah, they are. They are wonderful people. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's about all we got for today. Um, with that, we'll see in the next one. Uh, hopefully, there he won't be doing this on a raft shooting down the river. Uh, and I won't be doing this on my phone because my laptop has another implosion. Yeah, what's that? Rolling, rolling, yeah, rolling down the river. Yeah, I think so. All right, oh, peace blah, blah. out. Peace out. Love you guys. Bye.